1: It's Sippin'
0: Time! Yes, it's Sippin' Time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that's occasionally entertaining for upwards of 22 minutes. That's really stretching it. Well, we're trying. One day I'm going to make it to 30. (laughs) It'll never, ever happen. Yeah, probably not. I'd have to start giving money away or something. We are banned in seven states, including the great state of Alabama, four counties, and Disney World do an unpleasant incident with Brent on the small world ride. Thank you very much. Um, it was a small world. <laughs> it's
1: a small world after all. I'm going to have to like
0: wear a disguise next time I go there with my kids.
1: <laughs> I sang that song for a week after I rode on the ride, though. Your wife
0: sings it every night. <laughs> It's a small <laughs>
2: world. After. You
3: get stuck on that uh, ride. It's a really small world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is Maidman Bob. Joining me today are Maidman Brent. Oh, thanks for having me. I love that you got the smoker going
1: outside. It makes us feel at home. Hey, you know, we try to make you feel at home. That's the important thing.
4: Mm-hmm. And Maidman Maury. Good morning, Bob. I'm glad to see you've dried up the basement a little bit. It's well, not quite as well, dank and damp, well, damp hurricane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, we try, we try. So, and good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. Hold on. Let me turn off the uh, basement. <laughs> turn off the basement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brent, Maury, and myself are with We're the Bourbon still Mafia. Still <laughs> The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Check us out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia or online at TheBourbonMafia.org. This episode is sponsored by Flaviar. Flaviar is an online whiskey club for the explorer at heart. All members of Flaviar get quarterly tasting boxes, free shipping on full-size bottles and boxes, invitations to tasting events, and access to rare and vintage finds. For more info, go to flaviar.com. That's F L A V I A R.com. Our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at finespirits.net or also on Facebook. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and today's show is a distiller's takeover show featuring products from the ULA Distillery. We'll cover some background on the brand as well as on the individual products we'll be tasting. Our samples today were graciously provided to us by Alan Jackson, the Managing Director at ULA, and Kirby Callis-Lewis, the Distiller at ULA. So thank you, gentlemen, very much. And here is a short list of what we're going to discuss today. We have the Three Shores World Whiskey. We have the Three Shores Black Label Whiskey. We have the Waitsburg Bourbon, and we have the ULA Smoked Whiskey. So why don't we have Brent tell us a little bit about the history of Ola. Thanks, Bob. Uh, established in 2010
1: by Kirby Collis Lewis, a former artist and tribal art dealer, the Ola Distillery was named after the owner's dog. who was proclaimed by you the... Gotta,
0: you got to like that. Oh, you
1: got to love that. On, I
0: like mean, that. you know, you, you love your dog so much you name <laughs> yeah. a distillery after it? I mean, like Mercedes named it, you know, after... The banker that won't, you know, Mr. Ben's got money from a banker and his daughter was named Mercedes. So, yeah, you know, that's how that happened. But, yeah, somebody names it after their dog. I'm, I'm already liking these guys. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> you know, you got to love that. But um,
1: yeah, it's proclaimed by their advertising materials was the greatest German shepherd who ever lived. So I'll take but, his word for it. Man. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I had, I had a dachshund, so I'm I, I've, I've got got no it. expert.
1: I've got a couple killer dachshunds in the yard now. So the distillery is located in a 5,000-square-foot warehouse in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood, and their whiskey is aged off-site in Seattle's International District, a little over a mile from the distillery and a few blocks from the Puget Sound. ULA uses locally sourced grains from farms in Waitsburg, Washington, to produce its vodka, gin, and bourbon. Its whiskey is aged in a two-step process where the new-make spirit is first placed into 10-gallon barrels before being transferred to standard 53-gallon barrels. I don't know that we've ever had
0: any that have done that before, have we? Um, Recently, we had one, uh, um, St. Augustine. That they did something like that? Yeah, didn't they do that? They started out in one small small barrel. It's unclear whether they
4: transferred one to the other or they just kind of had a combination
0: yeah yeah but, I'm not sure but it was something like right, that. Yeah, right
1: some, uh, but yeah, some of unique, the newer guys do that, you know it's a unique process though, so but um, that's a little bit of information and history on the ula distillery, and now we're gonna have Justin give you our sips ratings and his best Canadian accent.
2: Oh, thank you very much
0: We're waiting yeah.
3: Are you here, Justin? I'm here. He's, he's trying to figure out. He's trying to figure out what that accent actually is. <laughs> sips rating. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. That's one sip. Two sips. Hold on.
2: Water. Slow down, Junior.
3: Two. Nice. But what else do you have?
2: Well, isn't that nice?
3: A. <laughs> Three. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting. But what was this again?
2: Interesting.
3: Four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. She just mirrors. Oh, he I sound like Lucky from the hey, Leckie Charm.
0: <laughs>
1: leprechaun. I was just <laughs> going to say, is <laughs> it drunken you, you leprechaun? Hoser, you hoser, eh? That's not even a Canadian
3: accent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Five. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good, eh?
2: Oh my goodness!
3: That was the
0: saddest (laughs) excuse of a regional dialect I've heard. Quite some time. It sounded like a demented leprechaun hopped up on crack.
2: Uh,
0: I thought my my Irish accent was bad. That one. uh, Mm. It's a good thing you practiced that one. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: You know, the funny thing is, is his his Chinese accent sounds exactly the same. (laughs) So it's uh, it's the only one he's got, folks. He's 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 working it, working what his mama gave him. So, Uh, dear lord. All right. Well, why don't we get right to it, and we'll have Brent talk to us about the uh, first whiskey we're going to try today. Thanks, Bob. Our first product is the Ula
1: Three Shores World Whiskey. It's at 47% ABV. This whiskey is the third release in their Whiskey Discourse series. It is a blend of Highland Scotch, Ula's own American High Rye Whiskey, and Canadian Whiskey. So that's kind of a unique little blend that they put there. Uh, they create this blend by first transferring fully matured Highland Scotch and Canadian whiskey into American oak barrels for up to one year of additional aging before blending with the high rye whiskey. It is felt that the shared influence from the American oak helps to contribute a common thread and therefore imparts a balance to this whiskey. So with the distiller's tasting notes, uh, you know, we're not going to go, but this is, uh, this one here is uh you know, the color of this is a really light, this is a, a light yellow color. So, um, when you get to, when you, when you put it up to your nose, you get some orange citrus, a little bit of pear, the, um, the tasting, you get some, you get, again, you get that orange, you get some pears, you get some cinnamons. Then, um, you know, as an aftertaste, I get a little bit of a rubbing alcohol on the finish. And so I just kind of think that this is a little bit young, probably still, but, um, that's uh um i don't you know it's I, quite pungent uh, oh yeah 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 but well, it's um, a formidable scent you know what i was expecting Stings to get the nostrils i did get a, i was expecting to get a little bit of a smoke on the palate and you know up the nose but i didn't get any but i got a little bit at the end of the finish there's uh you know so just on a little little hint of smoke on the end but there's nothing offensive to this it's it's not when I'm gonna drink all day and it just wants me leaving, you know, wanting some more of their product. I want something different. I want their their next level up, I want something better. But um this is this is nice, but I'm gonna give this two sips. Okay.
2: Well, isn't that nice?
1: All right, well, Maury, what'd you think? Hand that bottle down here.
4: Um, I'm gonna echo a couple of things that uh Brent said. I must admit when I first poured it in the glass, I got some definitely off putting um things on the nose i got a little acetone and i definitely got a little bit of rubbing alcohol on the nose uh with it sitting in the glass a little bit longer that seemed to blow off and then you do get a little bit more of that citrusy note um uh, honestly uh i I was a little disappointed in this one uh the distillers mentioned that there should be a little bit of smoke and brine and things of that nature I i really don't get any of that to me it's just really very one note um it's, it's light in color, it's light on the palette, the the finish is not very long, and I agree with Brent, there's some rubbing alcohol in the finish, and uh, to be honest, as much as uh, out of respect for the brand, and I appreciate the samples, as much as I'd really like to give it a two, um, I'll be honest, the, the, the couple off-putting things, it's hard to give it more than a one, so with apologies, I, I give it a one sip. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
3: All right, why don't we have Justin tell us about it? So on the front end, um, I got a pretty good sorghum note. Um, I got flowers on the nose. The color looked like uh, apple juice. And you can really taste the heat of the rye on the back end. I did notice the rubbing alcohol note at the end, but it didn't. Put me off as much as it did Maury, so I gave it three sips. I wasn't ready for you
0: for that, so that was pretty generous (laughs) of you. Interesting. All right, well, I'm going to pretty much echo a lot of what everybody here said. On the nose, I'm picking up a lot of citrus, orange, and uh, lemon. Uh, On the palate, I'm getting the baking spice, I'm getting some pears, a little bit of apple note. Uh, It's sweet. It's definitely, it it drinks a lot hotter than 47% ABV. Um, Get the uh, spicy rye notes up front. With a little bit of water, it seems to blow off. Uh, Give it a two.
2: Well, isn't that nice? on the road my darling wondering if we're only passing through open roads and open windows my hand is yours
0: forever sweet love all right we're back and we are discussing uh whiskeys from the ooh distillery so why don't we uh we finish up the first one so uh who's got who's going to our next one no oh, Brent. No, I just did this one. Oh, wait, that's right. You just did yeah. this one. Sorry. I
4: think you're, I think Maurice, you're just doing the next oh, one. That's me. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Uh, our next product is the Three Shores Black Label Whiskey, clocking in at 47% ABV again. This very limited, only four barrels were produced. Fourth release in the conversation starting whiskey discourse series. Three Shores Black Label combines Three Shores blended whiskey with an additional year of aging in French cabernet sauvignon barrels from one of the top cabernet producers in washington state so basically we started with the very last product that we had and we've aged it for an additional year in cabernet bottles uh, barrels from washington state Uh, i'm going to just tell you a little bit about what the distiller said and then i'll give you my own thoughts Uh, He says, don't be misled by the shy way this rare whiskey introduces itself. The light nose blossoms into a richness on the palate with notes of sweet, salted caramel, baking spice, candied orange peel. Uh, They talk about a very long, incredible finish, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I would say that this whiskey is is well made. It's um, a little bit nicer than the other one. It's still a very, very light, pale yellow color. Um we don't have age statements really in any of the whiskeys, which is an interesting note. We do know that this one is a year older. Um on the palate it's got it's definitely got less of the uh offensive features on the nose. It's got a much more pleasant nose, uh a little more well-rounded nose, not quite so heavily on the citrus. Um on the palate it's it's uh it's got more complexity than the last one. Uh, I think it's it's infinitely nicer, in my opinion, than the first expression. I think the Cabernet barrels give it some depth, some complexity. The finish, I would not describe it as the Master Distiller did. I would say it's a short to medium finish. It's pleasant. It's easy drinking. It's a nice intro or entry-level whiskey. And uh, I
0: gave it a solid two sips. Well,
2: isn't that nice?
0: All right, Brent. What would you think? Hey, pass that bottle down here. Don't bogart the whiskey. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah the uh, yeah the color is they, all these colors
1: are. Uh, it's very light. You know, I think I think more time in a in a bourbon barrel uh, would have brought out some more color and some of these other notes that that we that we're used to. That we're used to with a lot of them, but I think they're that's what they're different. So that's what they want to be. I think they yeah. want to be different, and they're doing that on purpose. And by blending the three, that shows that, that shows what they're doing. But well, we don't know the ratio either.
4: You no. know, there's definitely a fair amount of Scotch and Canadian whiskey in here, and right. a lot less
1: bourbon than right. Right. You would expect. Right. So they're they're doing things they want to be different, and that's that's what the nice thing about it. But you know, the the nose is very very mellow, but I get a lot of a lot of hints of the fruit, especially a lot of pears. A little bit of uh, you know the, with the citrus, but the pear really stands out. For some reason on the palate, I get a little little bit of salty brine, the caramel, the oranges, the baking spice, and then with the finish, I get a nice peppery finish. But it's really, it's really a front forward on the palate for the uh, for the for the finish. Um, it's you know it's not bad. I enjoy it. I thought it was going to be sweeter with that you know coming from the uh, you know with the barrels that was in, but um, it's not bad. I'm just going to give this uh, three sips.
0: Interesting. All right, well, Justin, what do you think?
3: It takes a little bit of effort to smell the the wine on the nose, and there was some heat to it on the nose also. When I tasted it, I got some sweet caramel with some fruit on the mid palate, and you can only taste the wine faintly on the back end. And after ment after Brent mentioned the black pepper, it really came through in the back end also. Maybe the power of suggestion, but certainly seems like it's there i gave it two sips again i'm not ready
2: well isn't that nice
3: i know, well, I know. Bob, Get with what, the
2: program maggot sorry
0: what did you think bob <laughs> uh, you know i you know you talking to me
4: yeah i'm talking to you.
0: <laughs> you 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 talking to me? You, yes, you. You. <laughs> you
2: talking
0: to me? Oh, you hoser! We were talking to you, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this one. I definitely like this one better. Uh, I think this one worked out uh, a lot better with the Cabernet barrel. It definitely gave it a lot more depth. It gave it a lot more character. Um, the nose—it's a very faint, very faint, faint floral nose. You know, way, way back back up in the nose where you pick it up um i think they hit it right on the head with the salted caramel i get that right up front uh baking spice is absolutely a little bit of clove um, still getting the citrus i'm i'm thinking maybe that's just a characteristic of their spirit maybe you know what's coming off there still um you know a well-made uh spirit um i'm getting a peppery finish on on the back end um medium finish I, I wouldn't call it lingering or, or long but uh it doesn't just drop off immediately uh a, a solid effort uh yeah i i'd, I'd give it a I'd give it a three
2: interesting
0: all right well we're up to our next one and our next whiskey is uh, the ula Waitsburg bourbon whiskey again 47 percent abv This bourbon is made using a four-grain mash bill of corn, rye, barley, and wheat. It seems to be a thing they like doing out west. We just did uh, Law's Whiskey House. All theirs was four-grain as well. Yes. Um, The wheat is Washington Soft White Winter Wheat, which is grown in Waitsburg, Washington, hence the name. So... Uh, the new mix spirit is first aged in 10 gallon american oak barrels before being transferred to full size 53 gallon barrels uh, to finish maturation. So let me uh grab this and pour a little.
1: Yeah, I think they might try to they might be trying to speed up the process by putting it in those 10 those 10 gallon barrels first. I, yeah, I'm sure. There's I mean, no I'm might. That's I, exactly what they're yeah, doing. Yeah.
0: You know, but down so you got to do what you got to do. You yeah. know, it's uh but this one, this one I liked. It's got a, the citrus on the front again. It seems to be prominent in a lot of their uh, spirit. A little bit of floral floral note on the in the tip of the nose. I'm picking up some apples. I'm picking up some pears. Um, and on the palate, definitely spice up front, um, citrus fruits and pear. A little bit of water in this uh, really worked to spice, uh, bring down the spice, on, and it took the, the thing that you notice is the spice is all along the edge of your tongue, the tip and the sides, just along the very edge of the tongue. And if you add just a little bit of water, it completely removes that spice and puts it in the mid to back palate. And it seems to really open it up. Um... You know, I think a well-made whiskey. This one, I think, was the this is the one that I like the best of all the ones that they've had so far. Um, yeah, I give this uh, I give this a solid three sips. Interesting,
1: Brent. What do you think? Yeah, on the nose, on the nose, right away, I got pep- pepper and and the and the oranges, the cit- that citrus. It's that same citrus seems to come out in all of these to me. You know, the pear and oranges. Um, the when I on the palate right off the right off the bat I got lots of that rye peppery spice, and it came out right away and it kind of over it kind of overpowered everything. It kind of overpowered the pears, the oranges, the vanilla, and everything. And then you told me to add the water, and as soon as I add a little bit of water, it not it wasn't just a much drop, of water. Yeah, just it wasn't a drop, just just, need right, just a drop. couple drops, and right off the bat after that it really just balanced everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, took away the overpowering rye spice and. Uh, You know, and it brought everything else out and just really mellowed it out for me a lot. So, I mean, I was prepared to give it two sips, you know, before adding the water. Then I added the water and it made it made made it very nice. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give this one three sips. All right. Interesting. All right. Maury, what'd you think? I'm going to
4: echo everything that you guys have both said. No, well, then we'll move on. All, All right. Bill right. so, <laughs> says i
1: listening <laughs> listen yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you. You Ozer, eh? <laughs> hey. Um, um, this is it. definitely my favorite whiskey of the day.
2: <laughs>
4: That's Justin, the leprechaun. <laughs> the, the demented leprechaun, yeah.
0: Um,
4: it, it's definitely my favorite of the day. Um, I thought that it was uh, a three-sip whiskey before I added water. Um, adding water i agree with everything brent said it brought balance to it it took away some of the heat some of the spice really brought it into focus i do agree bob it went right from the tip and the edge of the tongue to the middle of the palate it was very nice the way that transitioned with the water well-made whiskey i like what they're doing i'd love to see this whiskey with another few years of age on it i think it's going the right direction i think there's really nothing bad you can say about this whiskey um it's it's definitely uh very drinkable i wouldn't pour it out of my glass and uh what would you
0: pour out of your glass (laughs) water yeah water water Water.
1: (laughs) somebody gave him a glass of water so i I did
4: still give it three sips overall but with the uh, notion that it's a high three based on the water, really balancing it out. But I would caution anybody that's drinking it to uh, add some water. It's really going to have uh, See, was a was nice me. I'm, I'm,
0: a, I'm a high three. It almost made a four for me. Um, yeah, this one, it, it definitely, it seems like everything they've got is bottled the same proof. I think that one they need to knock down just a couple of points. And I think they'll find a sweet spot on, on at least this batch. I don't know if it'll be on all of them. Yeah, I would agree with you. But so far, uh, yeah, so far that one, that one really, I I think they've got a winner on that one. And once it gets a little more age on it. Which one of you guys
4: is breathing heavy into the mic? I'm just getting heavy breathing in my ear.
0: Gee, who do you think? It's always him. Get your hands out of your pants. (laughs) (laughs) be nice. Come on, man. Peace
2: and love. (laughs) Peace
3: and love. Justin? One tip I would say is I I drank all these whiskeys about an hour and a half ago. And if you leave the caps off for a half hour before trying any of them, it's going to improve all of them a lot. And then try them all with a little bit of water. I got a little bit of white wine on the palate. And um, on the nose, it was sweet. It was a nice finish. I got the finish under my tongue, which I hardly get with any other whiskeys. I gave it four sips. If I was going to a campfire this winter or this fall, I'd be sharing with my friends.
0: We live in Florida. We don't camp except every couple of years. It's called a hurricane. We don't purposely <laughs> do it. You ever notice? know we don't have a lot of buying, fires. Nobody buys tents or anything down here. Or firewood. Because we're, we're all made to camp on a semi-regular basis, <laughs> whether we like it or not. So uh,
3: <laughs> Better to go to the great white north, eh?
4: No, Now, you were referring to this whiskey as the campfire whiskey, not the smoky one. Yeah. Okay, just making sure we're on the same yeah. whiskey.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't you know. obviously have a wonderful economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness.
0: All right. Well, we're up to our last one. So, Justin, why don't you tell us about that one?
3: So our next product is the Ula Smoked Whiskey, 45% alcohol by volume. This is the second release in the Ula Whiskey Discourse series. It starts off with a mash bill similar to Ula Waitsburg bourbon mash bill, containing corn, rye, malted barley, and wheat. However, the barley is smoked with applewood and cherry wood along with their own bourbon barrel staves. On this whiskey... I got definite smoke on the nose. It smelled just like a campfire or Brent smoker. I got a strong smoke taste on the palate. I got the pear orange citrus note that's uh, universal throughout the entire line of whiskeys we've had today. I get a lot of salt on the back palate. And uh, after water, uh, the nose is like a pepper bomb. That goes off. It's pretty cool. I would give it three sips. All
0: right.
2: Not ready, as usual. <laughs> Of I'm course.
0: just. I'm wondering. I don't know where the Capitol Hill neighborhood is in Seattle. I'm just wondering if it's like really, really, really like on the ocean or within a few blocks of the ocean, because I definitely pick up a uh, brine yeah. note on
3: all of these. Reminds me of Jefferson's Ocean. Yeah, yeah I taste I, the sea and the whiskey. I'm
0: definitely picking up. Uh, I'm definitely picking up some notes on it. So, Brent, what do you think?
1: I thought I was. Uh, I thought I was hanging out with my smoker smoking some you know nice nice uh, pork butt or uh or a beef shoulder or something i this was smoking what smoky smoking what yeah i was, was smoking <laughs> butt. <laughs> you know but uh a, but it was it was all pleasant though you know i would like to take this and i would like to uh to actually cook something like a you know, like a pork shoulder or a steak or something in this, you know, because it's already got that, that uh, smokiness to it. It's a lot, a lot of the spices that I use in a smoker, and it really reminded me of that. Um, you got the smoke. It wasn't overpowering, though. It, you know, the brown sugar, the cinnamon, the, the fruits, the, the salt, you know, the, the, everything that I would put on, on a, you know, as a seasoning. And it was very, very pleasant, nice lingering finish um when i added a little bit of water to it it kind of kind of took away some of those flavors that i was really enjoying without it so on this one here i would go without adding water but truly enjoyed it one of my favorites of the of the four we've tried i'm going to give this in a solid 3 3 sips
2: interesting
1: Brent that shocks
4: me that uh is one of your favorites because to me this drinks like a scotch this is the most scotch like of all of them and i think clearly it's coming from the malted barley and the reason it gets its smoke is that they've smoked the barley which is much like uh what our smoky scotches are like so to me this is an american uh smoky american single malt scotch whiskey uh and I realize it's not a single malt mash bill, but that's that's really where it's going in well, terms of flavor. Well, the difference is in
0: Scotland when they're doing it, they're doing it with peat. So you get that medicinal smoke. Correct. Um, and
4: But we have some other American ones. They're using American peat, as we saw with Westland and some of these other distilleries. Um, I, I would argue that I thought the smoke was... Um, a little underwhelming. Uh, I was expecting a much more smoky whiskey. To me, you really had to search for the smoke. Uh, when I looked at the label and I saw smoked, I immediately looked for it and, and felt like without that labeling, I might not have found it. Uh, I didn't find it um, particularly smoky. I thought it was a nice whiskey. I thought of the Whiskey Discourse series, this is a uh, release number two, and the others were three and four. I think this was the the most interesting of the three. Uh, I think it has more complexity than the black label and the um, first one we tried, uh, the white label. And uh, I thought it was really nice. Um, It's got balance. It's got a little bit of something for everybody. And uh, I gave it a solid three sips.
1: Yeah, yeah, when you mention
3: Interesting.
1: And when you mentioned it tastes more like a scotch, that's when I the water, when I added the water to it, then I got those then it tasted more like a scotch. That's why I preferred mm. it with this one without the water. Yeah,
4: but like I said, uh, this is to me, this is a, a bourbon, an American whiskey for Scotch drinkers. Um I, I I didn't predict that you'd like it as much as you did, so I'm happy that you did.
0: Once in a while like,
2: he does like something. It Who was knows? like a
0: smoker though, that's why I liked it. Yeah. It reminds him of barbecue. I know. Yeah.
1: Maybe it was maybe it was the influence of the smoker outside that got me. Justin, what'd you think? He's the one read it. <laughs>
4: oh, who, who's missing? <laughs> me. <That was> <laughs> you look like him.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I see where this goes, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, yeah. Oh,
2: thank you very much.
0: You just forget, that's fine. Okay. Well, you look like him. Yeah, don't mess with me, man. Just don't mess with me.
2: There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand.
0: Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. All right. Thanks, Pee Wee. Um, this one was definitely, uh, it it was definitely different. It was, it, of the whole series. Uh, you know, there was some common notes. Again, I I picked up on the sweet citrus again underneath a very common note, I think with their spirit. Um, but uh, the distiller's notes on this were you know, saying uh, peach nectar, brown sugar. I'm definitely picking up on those. We'll be back. It's not
2: just the destination, but baby, the whole elation, riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blown. Or as fast as the world wind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love. Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a
0: view. All right, we're back and we are talking about whiskey from the Uwa Distillery in Washington State. Um, We just finished tasting up the uh, Uwa Smoked Whiskey. on the nose, I really didn't pick up the smoke on the nose. Um, Thank it's, you. It's all on the palate. It's it's not up up in here. Um, again, it's sweet citrus and pear. It's not a peaty smoke. It is a smoky smoke. It is uh, you know it is more. We've had a few smoked whiskeys or a few even you know again Westland is 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 in the same area as these guys. Um, we've had a few smoked American style whiskeys and they tend to be just that you get the smoke, you don't get the medicinal notes. You don't get the, uh, the earthy notes, the iodine, the used band-aids, mecuricrome the stuff you get out of, you know, like an Isla, um, you get more of a smoke. It's more like sticking your you know going to the local barbecue joint and sticking your head inside the pit and deep you know deep that's breathing
1: That's exactly how I how I felt about
0: and, it. it and was, and I mean you know they're you know, they're they're smoking you know they're smoking the barley with apple and cherry and 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 oak wood stave so that's exactly what I would expect you're not getting all those earthy notes from you know if they were smoking it with peat you would definitely have you know a little bit more of a peat but even somebody like the guys over at Westland they're doing a peated whiskey but theirs is using American peat which is not you know peat is different all over the world. So sure. the beat they're using it doesn't have that medicinal quality. So it was uh, it was smoky. It's it's I think I think Brent hit it right on the head. I would love to take a bottle of this one day when we have everybody over and we get we get the smoker out and just, you know, make a giant pile of smoked meat and uh have this with it i think it would go extremely well um i get that salty note on the front again i've, I've got to imagine these they've, they've got to be close to the water yeah i mean they can't be too far from well they're the not water. far from puget Sound, which is yeah i water. mean they've yeah. got to be close because it's it's you know it's it's you know you're picking up that o- oceany briny you know it's like like when you have a b'more i mean you know you certain whiskeys from Scotland have that brine note to them, and you can always tell it's the ones where the waves are lapping up against the outside wall of the building. Um, so these guys have got to be close to the water. Um, overall, I thought it was well made. It was definitely interesting. Um, I would I would drink it again, certainly. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give this one I'd give this one a solid three, just just like the bourbon. I'm, I'm I'm about three and a half, but we don't do halves, so uh, I, I think it's a very well made effort. You know, interesting to see where it goes in a couple of years.
4: So one of the things I'd like to say is that the, a lot of times we're talking about the whiskeys being young and corny and very young and immature. The one thing you could say about all of these whiskeys, although we don't have age statements, none of us have really come on and said, oh, it's young, it's corny, it's this, it's that. Um, the first one had a little bit more uh, alcohol coming off on the nose and on the palate. But for the most part... Um, it's hard to say that they're immature and that they need more time. I do. Would lo- I would like to see what all of them look like with a little more age on them. But I thought they were surprisingly mature for stuff that I expect is fairly young. Yeah. Again, no age statements, but we'd have to well, guess. These, these are, are all their two to three years.
0: Series. These are just. I I I believe I read that you know they're they're basically just making these as a matter of discussion. That's why it's called right. discourse. You know, right. hey, why don't we try this and let everybody talk about it, and see what they think. Yeah. So I, you know, it's, but even the bourbon, one limited run, and then that's it. But the bourbon, I think the bourbon is solid. Yeah, but uh, it's
4: going the right direction. I'd like to see that with a little more age on it. Again, it doesn't taste particularly immature, but I think it will continue to enhance Mm. uh, flavor and complexity with more time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to taste the white dog of all the different blends that go in there and see if that pear citrusy note is developed in the spirit itself in the unaged spirit the white dog or does it come from the 10 gallon small barrels they use to get so much surface area onto the whiskey and see where that comes from cuz it's really interesting that it goes all the way through kind of reminds me of Jack Daniel's where everything has that that jackness to it they have their own signature Taste that goes throughout the line. I wonder if that's going to be with the regular line or just the discourse series. Yeah, I mean that's again
0: that's that's the one thing every one of us picked up on on every single one of these it was you know that that citrusy note to it. it almost like uh, like a Highland Scotch, you know, where you get that you get that you know, uh, mandarin orange, lemon peel, candied orange kind of thing.
4: My personal theory is it's it's the shape and size of the stills. We don't know much about their stills. Um, but I'm going to assume they're using a pot still, and uh, that it's coming off the still rather than the the barrel itself. You don't typically pick up those citrusy notes from a barrel, regardless of the size. The big challenge it could and, be there. It, it
1: could be that Washington wheat that they're using too. Could be the wheat, you know. But a lot of people it's, will
4: say the small barrels give you too much woodiness um, because of the surface area, but don't really adequately substitute for time. The idea: is smaller barrel, more surface area, less time. But it's not the same as uh, age. and uh, It's not just time. It's the ratio, the balance.
3: And there's probably not a lot of heat in Washington, so there's not going to be a lot of heat to... Transfer the wood, the spirit in and out of the wood. Right, because right, like yeah. in Kentucky, you get the hot summers that push the whiskey deep into the wood and the cold winters yeah. that just pull it right out. Yeah. I think in Washington, you probably have the opposite of Florida, two seasons, cold and colder. Well, they also get a lot of and rain. hot and hot. Well, a lot of rain. And down. Lot of rain I would rain
4: argue that this. their climate's a lot like Scotland. And
0: although I'm not a... Maybe uh, that's the accent he was going for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a he, he just missed it. It was, it was, it was a leprechaun. I mean, that's, that's in the same hemisphere, I think. I'm so, not a cartographer,
4: but I would argue that.
0: A what? A cartographer. <laughs> oh, wow, man. That's so, a, that's a big thing. Blame it on neighbor, the whiskey, eh? You know? but Holy cow. I, cow. You think,
1: obviously have a wonderful <laughs> economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with <laughs> <that> great <laughs> eagerness.
4: Man. I'd like to know about the latitude, but I would argue the latitude in Washington State is probably fairly comparable to the latitude in Scotland. And I think... I don't know. We
0: could ask Jimmy Buffett. He knows about changes in latitudes. There's... just saying.
4: There's a lot of similarities. A dark, cool, dark, damp climate. And uh, I think that makes for slower you aging. You sound like this stuff was made by Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: my precious. Give us our whiskeys, it is. Yeah. So so i think that's
4: why you're getting that same this those sort of scotchy uh profiles in terms of the brine and the slow dark damp aging and not the hot cold extremes you see in kentucky with driving the uh spirit in and out of the wood
1: yeah i agree looking at the looking at a map as you would call it a map. I, I don't have that. I don't have that vocabulary. Cartographic map. graphic <laughs> representation of of the earth. Of something. You know, yeah. but, Good lord. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But they are. But Seattle. My, is, my head hurt.
0: <laughs> Seattle is. You on know, do, do, do you have do you have a map? Uh, you know,
3: that would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Do you know what a
0: map is, Bob? <laughs>
3: yeah, Seattle's at uh, forty-seven degrees and change north, and Scotland's at fifty-six degrees and change north. So they're not too far. Above. No, they're not too far off, but they both have the same, they're both on the water, they're
1: both on the both have that rainy climate. Rainy damp climate. Yeah, that yeah. rainy damp damp climate. Um
0: they both have the demented leprechauns, leprechauns <laughs> running around. <laughs> leprechauns running around. And people often
4: look at that <laughs> with wine and talk about some of the stuff in California being on a similar latitude as some of the certain places in Bordeaux and in Burgundy, France. So, I just thought I'd bring that up.
3: Yeah,
0: well you definitely get, you know, it's a it's a terroir thing. I mean, it's like anything like whiskey, like wine, you know, like agricultural products, whiskey that is made as we've tried whiskeys from Texas and and Alabama and and Florida, you know, we've tried stuff from the south where it, you know, rarely gets under 90, you know, has a different flavor profile. and, And you can kind of tell that it's something made in a hot climate as opposed to something in Kentucky where you sort of get a balance, you know, it gets cold in the winter, but hot in the summer as opposed to a place that gets cold in the winter and slightly less cold in the summer so so yeah it's that's just just sort of part of the terroir and and maybe that's it maybe that is where that citrusy comes from i i don't know i'm not I'm, I'm not that educated on on you know distilling but it is clear that
1: they're trying to do something different by adding taking the american the uh you know the american whiskey the canadian the Scot. you know that they're taking the three and putting them all together so so that's you know, and that might be part of the part of the part of what we have as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we have very little
4: information as to where they're sourcing the Canadian and the Scotch whiskey from, nor the ratio and
0: things like that. So I got some press sheets down there. Take a look. I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I like I mean, It's
4: the coming idea from somewhere it's in coming from Three different shores, yeah. and uh, it's like, coming
0: from uh, hockey. That's where it's coming from. That's that's a town in Canada, right? <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah. No, it's not a there's high, there's hockey and whiskey and then uh, Mackenzieville where Bob and Doug live, right? The so, beer, the Great White North, eh? You can't forget about the beer, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's Molson Land. That's right. you know, yeah. I mean, yes. It's like where Duff comes from. You know, just the Canadian version. So,
4: yeah. No, the press sheets don't talk anything about those spirits. Just the fact that they are three different spirits: the Highland Scotch, the Canadian whiskey, um, but they really don't. Mention anything about where they're sourcing that stuff from. So I think it's an interesting concept. I think it's a neat way to kind of stretch the whiskey a little bit and really stretch it out um, and get more from the little bit of bourbon they're making by adding uh, some sourced whiskey and then they can call it their own um, by sourcing, mixing the sourced stuff in there. Um, so kudos. Makes them a little bit different. Overall, I think uh, I like what they're doing. I think they're going the right direction. Stuff's well made. And uh, I'd love to revisit
0: some of their stuff in a couple of years. Well, they also make a bunch of gin as well. So uh, I know Mike was uh Gin interested. isn't just for breakfast anymore, Bob. Yeah, that's that's right. I know Mike was very interested in uh, in their gins when we uh, we first tried uh, their products. I was uh, at uh, Benny's World of Whiskeys with Mike in Chicago uh, at the beginning of the year. And that's where we met these folks. And uh, he... He's, you know, he's a big gin guy. He loves gin, and he was he was very impressed with the products that we had. Now, of course, we had been drinking for a good two or three hours before that point, or you know, days. Yeah, well, he's also the gentleman on, on the night of the last game where the Predators were playing Chicago on that series for the Stanley Cup. He shows up at the airport in his convertible like Ferris Bueller picking me up in, in Chicago, um, wearing a bright yellow Predators jersey and a hat. And all I remember thinking is, so this, finally I know this is how I die. <laughs> I've often wondered how the end will come and when the end will come. Now and know. now I know that it's going to come in the great city of Chicago at the hand of a really angry Blackhawks fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. And he wore that to the event. We were in the, <laughs> in that giant Benny's there's you know, a couple of hundred people and they're milling around and uh, everybody's just sort of staring at him when he comes up going, uh, are you in the right place? <laughs> so yeah, he's, uh, he's a, he's he's a brave man or, clinically insane uh you know, <laughs> take it for what it's worth but uh yeah they uh you know they're making a lot of different products and uh you know i'm i enjoy a gin now and again and i remember tasting the gins and thinking they were actually uh, pretty dang nice so uh um, gin has
1: come a long way from uh from your father's gin that he had back in the 70s and stuff that is that what he was drinking it or, at, uh, at i don't know but it was, but, all I know is that stuff was not that great.
0: He got uh, it from a guy named Jim. Is that what you said? Yeah, Jim, exactly. Yeah. He it's drove a truck. He he lived he lived <laughs> up the road in this little town in North Carolina, close to you know where my dad grew up. And it seemed to me that that was where he got it. It was clear. It just came in a big quart jar. I am assuming it's gin. Gin. Must I don't have been. He seemed really happy
3: when he got it from Jim. So. <laughs> so they take any time to age the gin when it comes out? that is typically not there age. are a few people
4: producing barrel aged gins and they don't typically tell you the time usually it's no more than 6 months in a barrel but usually most gin is uh steep
0: you know with, with the but it steeps but it
4: steeps energy. in the still they're yeah. they're, they're they're hanging the, the yeah i mean yeah tea bag in the still it's pretty much coming off the still as a white dog and being bottled
3: yeah. hopefully the pear citrus notes not the tea bagging <laughs> that i'm detecting hopefully not
0: excuse me What did you say? (laughs) What was that word? (laughs) Teabagging, huh? It's
2: always good to have a teabag in your tea. We've already hit
3: a new low. Awesome. Brent can't breathe. Look at him. He's turning red. Do you
0: need CPR? Either he can't breathe or he's having a... That might be a coronary. I don't know. The it's, amount it's of lunch he ate, it could definitely be a stroke. Did <laughs> you save any of that lunch? Because I'm ready. A, it's a coronary, for sure. Well, pa- pass the bourbon back down here, because I'm out.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to try this uh, The smoked one again. That's,
0: this, you know, yeah. I want to say, oh, speaking right of the
1: away. bourbon,
4: Bob, mm-hmm. I'm noticing now that if you add too much water, it it, it just over dilutes it. So it's it's really a very precise titration oh, yeah. process just, of the amount of water two, really, i added it one drop didn't squirt. do anything i added a few drops it didn't do anything and i added another couple well, drops yeah, and, and bam it, it and was, i've
0: noticed that like i said all of their stuff seems to be all man, exactly oh, the oh, same please. proof and, we are um, all
3: getting seconds and thirds on the ula bourbon yeah. so that should tell you that of yeah. the batch We're doing pretty good yeah. that's what you
4: want. No, but the last one the smoky one is the 45
3: but all
4: the
0: others are 47 but um the white label yeah. the I think water proof. the water helped it 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 tamed the nose down and on the smoked um I di- I didn't like adding the water it, it was interesting how it moved the smoke from the tip of the tongue to the back palate I mean it literally just took that same flavor and moved it um but but on the bourbon it benefits but you're very yeah, cautious very tiny little Small bit amount. and on the black label I thought it helped I, I really do I think I think a little bit of wet water in that black label helped all but right. uh, you know, overall, I think it was uh, doing some pretty good work. So they're doing something different, yeah. and that's
1: what's
3: nice. And we're excited they're, to they're see trying, where they go. It's right, right, different, and they and they pulled it off really well. Yeah,
1: they're trying something. You know, that's you know, right. I want to meet the Ula the dog.
4: <laughs> I mean, the three and then The world's greatest German Shepherd. Yeah, I don't. All I right.
0: don't know if it's around anymore. I don't know. It's, well, we'll we'll find out if they invite us out.
3: Yes. You know.
0: Well, that's so. all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com, and our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmokes, Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of views. You can also interact with all the fans and the other people on there. Do us a favor. Please take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it's a big help, and we can see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host today. Thank you, Brent. Thanks. Let's get out to the barbecue now.
1: I know you're smoking something out there.
0: Hey, that's legal in Florida. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I have anxiety. Maury wrote me the prescription. It's it's perfectly okay. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. It's always a, a rare a rare treat to be here. Yeah, rare. And thank you, Justin. Rare Thank you so much, Bob.
3: It's great to be here.
0: Yes, that that is it's medicinal. That's what it's for. It's it it helps me with my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you say, Bob Marley? Yeah, thumbs up. All right, for Sips Suds and Smokes, this is Maidman Bob, and we thank you for joining us. And remember, life is too short to drink cheap whiskey. There's nobody here to argue with you about that today. <laughs> There's nobody. <laughs> and this is true.
3: Life's definitely too short to drink bad whiskey. There you go. Yeah, Wow. Well.
2: You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.